The word epiphany means to manifest, make a manifestation. So we think about the Magi coming today, the wise men. We uh, think about the baptism, which we celebrate tomorrow, the baptism of the Lord. We don't have Mass tomorrow, but we are celebrating that. Uh, and we think about the wedding feast of Cana. These are three events in Scripture that historically have been kind of tied to the manifestation of who Jesus is to the world. So they all, in some way, reveal him uh, to not just to the Jewish people, but to all people, the Gentiles as well. As well. We're, we're being brought into the people of God by this special uh, event, uh, Epiphany. So I'd like to talk about three convictions, you could call them, or three ideas that help us live that out or, or think of that. The first conviction is that Jesus is the Savior. He's the Savior for all times, all cultures, all ethnicities, all people. So wherever we're coming from, wherever people are in the world, uh, Jesus has come to save them. And this is, a, this is a bold claim, isn't it? That we believe this as Catholics, as Christians, that Jesus is the one that saves us. Not anybody else, not anything else. And that's a challenging thing to believe in a world where there's so many different ideas about what's true and what's not true. Um, but we're called to, to witness and testify to the fact that Jesus is the path to salvation. He's the only one. It's not just one path. He's not just the most efficient. He's the only one. It's the only way that we find salvation is through Jesus. Um, and so any way that someone comes to eternal life, it's because of the power of Jesus, what Jesus has done for them. So we don't want to back down from that. We don't want to be ashamed of that. We want to share that with the world. Of course, in the appropriate ways, right? Uh, the responsibility on all of us is there to share Jesus. If I love someone, then I should be willing to share the good news that Jesus has, has saved you. He's, he's come to save you. That should be something I'm willing to do in an appropriate way, right? So it looks different for different people and at different situations. So for instance, I have a brother-in-law and a sister who aren't practicing the faith. Um, my sister grew up Catholic. They were married in the Catholic Church, but my, my brother-in-law was baptized but never, never really practiced anything. So for them, what can I do to help them? I, I could certainly speak about Jesus, and when it's appropriate, I do. But mostly, I just love them for where they are and who they are. And how I do that is going to be just walking with them, being interested in their lives. Likewise, I have college friends, people I, I uh, uh, grew up in college with and had great times with. We shared some things that were faith-based, some things that weren't, depending on what the relationship was. So again, how do I help them? How do I be a witness to them? Sharing my own experiences of life, being a witness as, as a believing Christian, being interested in what's going on in their lives, encouraging them, uh, being interested in their children and what's going on in their lives. And then, of course, my parishioners, right? I'm called to be an evangelist to you in a very particular way. So there's all these different ways we can look at our lives and say, how am I called to manifest Jesus to these people, to this person in front of me here? So that's something we need to kind of weigh and measure according to what our situation is and what our relationship is with people. So that's the first conviction. Jesus is for all of us. He's not just for some. Second conviction... Jesus came uh, and comes into our imperfect lives. And we can receive him, right? That, again, we don't have to be at a certain place for Jesus to come. He has the capacity to meet us. And we all have the capacity to receive Jesus. 
wherever we are. He's not, he's not out of reach. He's, he's right there for us. There's no one that can't receive Jesus. Sometimes we put limits on what Jesus can do in our lives or what Jesus can do in someone else's life. Um, for instance, we might look at someone who is an addict, whatever they're addicted to. We might look at someone um, who is caught up in patterns of sin. And we might say, well, God can't really work in their life because there's these obstacles. Yes, there are obstacles, but Jesus can overcome those obstacles. He wants to come into them. So we need to believe and trust that Jesus will come into those places in our own lives and the lives of the people around us. The sacrament is there for them, the sacrament of reconciliation, his mercy. Sometimes it's through our experience of being humbled, our experience of um, recognizing our own limits, that we are broken open to God's grace in a deeper way. So God wants to come into those lives. Sometimes we look at our lives and we can say, gosh, I've made a mess of things. We can look back on where we stand or where things have gone and we might have regrets. You know, maybe I've made my life about my career or maybe, you know, I've ended up getting divorced or maybe um, I just have had some tragedies in my life. Whatever the circumstances are that cause brokenness in our lives, Jesus can enter into those places and does want to enter into those places. They don't they don't uh, keep us from receiving God's grace. Rather, they really open us, right? In some way, God wants to come especially into those places where we're hurting, where we're, we're wounded, where we're broken. So Jesus wants to come into those places. Uh, we have to be faithful, of course, right? Calling out to Jesus, inviting Jesus into our lives, inviting him to heal us, restore us. Like the wise men, we have to follow where he leads, the star, we might talk about the star, how the star led the wise men. And there was a certain element of not knowing where the star is leading, right? We're just following the star. Jesus is our star. We need to follow him. And so sometimes that means we don't exactly know how this is going to shake out. How is my life going to come together? I'm waiting for that moment where it's all going to make sense. Um, because sometimes we just have this experience where I don't see how God is in this. Or I don't see how he can fix this. Or I don't see how I can fix it. And we need to come to Jesus and just say, Lord, here I am. This is my brokenness. This is my sin. This is my whatever. And give those gifts, if you will, to our Lord. Maybe that's all we have to offer him at times is our areas of struggle. So again, second conviction is that Jesus comes even into our imperfections, into our, into our problems. That's especially where he wants to meet us. Third conviction is that an introduction to Jesus is enough. A witness, a small little witness, an introduction to the way of the Christian life is enough. That actually Jesus wants to come into our lives. I don't have to connect all the dots. I don't have to make something happen for you. I don't have to force something for, for the people in my life. Again, if I look at my, my family members and how much I desire them to, to know Jesus, or my friends, I want them to know Jesus, or my parishioners, I want them to know Jesus. But it's not to me. It's, it's up to God. God is the one that's going to change their lives. And do I trust that and believe that? I'm the vessel, I'm the conduit. If I, if I, my role is basically to say, Lord, here I am. I'm willing to be used for your work, for your mission, for whatever you want. And I will do what you ask me to do. Rather than saying, Lord, I've got it all figured out. I've got this perfect plan. Let me show you what I'm going to do. And it's all going to be awesome. Look how good I am. No, we don't need to do that, right? Sometimes when we do that and try to take control or try to guide everything too much, we actually get in the way. So we need to step back 
believe that Jesus actually wants to work in our lives and will work in our lives if we just allow him to. Uh, I have a good friend who's uh, he's Danish, believe it or not. He grew up in Denmark and he came here as an exchange student when he was in high school. And he's, he's uh, from, you know, Denmark is a Christian nation in some sense, but most of the people that he grew up with, you know, they, Christianity was a weird thing. It was like, we don't really do that anymore. Christianity is an old religion. Nobody really believes that. So that's the, where he was coming from. And when he came here, he met Christians who actually believed in Jesus and who kind of witnessed to him, uh, by the way they lived their lives, about Jesus. And this kind of challenged his worldview and it helped him to start to ask some questions. And eventually, you know, he became a Catholic. He got married to a Catholic, the, uh, a gal who he met when he was here. And now they have three children, well, two and one on the way. And um, they're living a beautiful Christian life together. So we just never know how God is going to use the circumstances of our life or people around us to do his work. If we're open and trust that he actually wants to do that and are open to that, he will. So as we're celebrating today this epiphany, this manifestation of Jesus, we pray for the grace to allow the Lord into our lives, to allow him to come as he desires and not um, put limits or uh, obstacles in the way, but just allowing the Lord to, to come and, and speak and make himself known to the world through us. If we do that, if we live our vocations, if we live the way that God is inviting us to live, he will manifest himself through us. And so, brothers and sisters, today, let's pray for that grace to be open to the way that God wants to work through us.